All right, in this segment, I'm going to bring up a subject that seems to be quite controversial these days and quite confusing to many, but I'm going to try to shed some light on it a little bit, so according to the research that I've done, that has given me a new perspective on the reason why it seems like the newer generation of youth has a bit of the mindset that it does, where not only do they feel that it's a me-first mentality, they also have the selfish or uh, the world revolves around them mindset. Uh, and it's quite fascinating according to the research that I've done personally, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything of that nature. I'm just somebody who likes to find answers to things or use common sense or figure out why things are the way they are. All right. And uh, one of the things that I've ran across recently that I found very fascinating, not only because it's a very heated subject these days, but also because I personally have a bit of experience with it. Actually, I have a lot of experience with it. Uh, so when I ran across it and the research that was done, and the research conducted was very thorough, and it was done by a wonderful psychologist by the name of Nikki Ray Crick. February 6, 1958 to October 28, 2012. She was a psychologist and professor of child development and family studies known internationally for her research on relational aggression. Defined as the use of relationships as agents of harm via gossiping, social exclusion, withdrawing affection. Uh, She held the position of Distinguished McKnight University Professor and Irving B. Harris Professor of Child Psychology at the Institute of Child Development, University of Minnesota. This is according to Wikipedia. I mean, you're still going to get the same results if you look it up, if you actually go to the University of Minnesota website. If you try to do any research on relational aggression, you're going to get the same stuff. Uh, this lady knew her, knew her, this lady knew all about positive youth development and peer victimization. Uh, but let's get to the part about relational aggression. The part where we start to talk about what it is. Okay. What is relational aggression? But also known as alternative aggression. Well, It's a type of aggression in which harm is caused damaging someone's relationships or social status. Usually it's used amongst the adolescents in particular, but as social media has come into play, it seems to be something that carries on throughout from adolescence into adulthood. These... Relational aggression can also be considered as bullying or cyberbullying. It can also use the psychological manipulation and coercion.
coercion as a form of power and dominance. Uh, this is, you know, something we usually do when we're adolescents because hormones and we haven't quite figured out how to be an adult yet. So these are behaviors that generally are supposed to stay in adolescence. However, with the emergence of social media, it has now been able to transfer over into the adult workplace and adult life because of the fact that there is no oversight. Uh, social media is usually conducted alone by people's homes or on their phones. There's usually no supervision or oversight as to what people are saying or doing to each other. Usually, relational aggression is used by those who are in search of approval, those who are trying to be popular, those who are trying to make status or a name for themselves or get some type of position power over someone else um, those who are usually victimized by it are those who are more submissive or disabled or just unable to really fend off the group they could be anybody that just seems different to them or just doesn't belong in that clique this can go along with a people who it can apply to anything it can apply to religion it can apply to ethnicity it can apply to uh sports it can apply to anything that that clique is really you know that's their thing that's what they all share in common with each other and that's what they use as a determining factor as to whether or not somebody belongs in that group or not Now, uh, what may somebody be trying to achieve by practicing relational aggression? Well, a lot of things. Uh, depends on whether or not they're adolescent or an adult. When they're in an adolescent, it's more or less the approval of others. Sometimes it can be a position or trying to get win someone's favor or trying to be popular. But once we cross over into the adult world, Sometimes it can be done for sexual status uh, or destroying relationships to achieve a popular status where they're uh, receiving attention, admiration, or admiration from others. It may be to achieve a position of influence. It might be for a duty, status, or job title, or a position of power. I mean, it really all depends on what their goals are. Now, people who do this, they're, they're bullies. There's no way around them. Uh, in the way of relationships, being destroying relationships, you could also come to know them as homewreckers, or you could come to know them as people, those women who go around just flirting with other people's husbands or a husband who's always flirting with other people's wives or women or women to the guys and so on and so forth to 
just to achieve that attention, that adoration, that admiration. You know, it's just that's that's their way of having power over another female or another male. Uh, it gives them that belief in themselves that they are more important or that they are have more power over that individual. Same thing goes with influence. If they feel that they can do that in some places, say a workplace, and they can bully somebody, they can actually have a better, better position of influence because that person won't ever have a chance to say their ideas or their plans or their projected thoughts on a boss or a committee because that bully will make them feel as though they can't speak up or that their opinion doesn't matter or that they have bad ideas. That's that part of manipulation, psychological manipulation and coercion. And, you know, it actually, it's quite negative and it really takes a toll because a lot of people have some really good ideas and a lot of people really could make a big difference in the world. However, when you have these people bullying others, it's preventing them from being able to share their ideas, thoughts, or um, their contributions, you know. Uh, and it's, it's really... It's really unacceptable, to be honest, uh, in the adult world. And uh, where does it all start? You know, where where do we address that? And we'll come back to that because that's a whole nother question, a whole nother discussion. Really, is you know where do where does it all come from, and where do where do we make it stop, and how do we change it? Where, but the other thing that we need to keep in mind is that with a relational aggression, if it transfers or translates over to adulthood. What are the odds that, well, actually, there is no odds. It does translate into domestic violence. Uh, just because they're not exhibiting it at work doesn't mean that some people don't go home and exhibit it at, in their home. Um, if you really want to do the uh, research on domestic violence, it can get pretty bad. Women, of course, being the group that is affected the most. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that men show relational aggression physically, whereas women do it more uh, psychologically or emotionally. The men tend to be a lot more physical about it. Unfortunately, the difference between physical and emotional is one can take a toll by having somebody hurt themselves or somebody hurting somebody else. So... You know, when we, and this is where now I'm going to come back to how do we make it stop or where does it start? When, when it starts in our adolescence, that basically means that it's starting in school. It's starting when they're teenagers. These beliefs that they become hardwired into their mind as to whether that relational aggression is a form of acceptable behavior or a way to get ahead or a way to accomplish things or be successful. When we don't stop it, we are basically saying that it is an acceptable form.
form of success in a sense okay because if they bully somebody they win power over them therefore they've shut them down and now they're successful for shutting somebody down because now they're the only only ones who have an opinion now they're the only ones that whose thoughts matter or feelings and so on and so forth now we've now we've developed a sense of entitlement on top of a bullying behavior this is this is unacceptable and this all starts with adolescence but because nobody's really wanting to address it or see it for what it is and put a stop to it it's now translating into adulthood that is the issue that i'm personally seeing i'm not saying that and there are studies behind what i'm saying that you know agree or prove that what i'm saying is along the right track but i'm saying from personal experience growing up and also as an adult uh much of it is got to do with the fact that nobody intervenes nobody says it's wrong uh there i've even known situations where victim shaming has taken effect where somebody can sit there and you know get beat up by somebody and somebody will try to say well what did you do to deserve that and it's like it doesn't matter because it was never deserved in the first place nobody should beat somebody up okay uh, if there if if somebody enters into a situation where they feel that some form of aggression is necessary by the time that we're an adult we should be old enough wise enough and mature enough to know that if that emotion is overcoming or overpowering that it is within our responsibility because we are responsible for our emotion and our body to remove ourselves from that situation and walk away i'm not saying everybody's perfect and i'm not saying that people don't make mistakes but i am saying that if this is taught at you know throughout grade school and so on and so forth where you know that self control is more important than using psychological manipulation and coercion to achieve a position of power over someone as a means of success and instead telling them they are successful for actually knowing when they need to take themselves out of the equation and remove themselves until they are able to compose and be more diplomatic and not use relational aggression or bullying to get their point across then maybe there wouldn't be such an issue with relational aggression in general uh, maybe then domestic violence wouldn't be such an issue either and i think it's because we don't reward people for actually being mature we reward them for being immature and for bullying because i mean there's even books out there right now that sit there and tell people not to give a shit or to walk all over other people or to step on other people or to be a dick you know things like that in order to get ahead well when when we when we promote stuff like that we're technically promoting people bullying each other and it's just not the way to go about it um and i'm not saying that 
you know, bullies aren't always going to exist or that they're not always going to be there, but to truly be a better individual and be mature and be more uh, dominant in a sense, you know, that we can't be using that relational aggression to get to that point because when people use relational aggression, it's driving them to an emotional breaking point. When people reach an emotional breaking point or a psychological breaking point, that's when bad stuff happens, okay? That's when people get hurt. And two, nobody should be getting hurt for somebody to feel like they matter. Nobody should be getting hurt to feel like they need to get a better job. Nobody should be getting hurt to feel like they are beautiful. Nobody should be getting hurt to feel like they are the best, you know, the bee's knees. I mean, this this is... It's, it's a, no, it's unacceptable. I mean, because everybody's different. Okay, number one. Number two, not everybody's going to be attracted to the same person. Not everybody's going to like the same type of person. Not everybody's going to want to be around the same type of person because everybody has different interests. Everybody has different hobbies. Everybody has different likes. And when you, people are allowed to use relational aggression or peer victimization and that's another that branches off of relational aggression is that peer victimization it's it's forcing people to comply with who they want them to be and that's somebody like them and that's just unacceptable i mean people shouldn't have to do that just to be able to go about the day okay that's no that's inexcusable behavior that's not being tolerant, okay? And when, you, when you've got people who aren't tolerant of people being different, that's when we have a problem with bigotry. And if we're allowing bullying and we're allowing relational aggression to occur in our schools, in our institutions, as well as our workplaces, we're also allowing bigotry to occur. We're also allowing racism. We're also allowing extremism and radicalism because all of those things come from bullies. All of those things come from psychological manipulation and coercion, okay? People use psychological manipulation and coercion to make people extremists, radicalists, or even cult behavior can stem from psychological manipulation and coercion. So, but the point I'm trying to make through this segment is that in order to make our environment better, in order to set our youth up for success, and in order for people to be more tolerant of each other, we have to take our positions as parents, teachers, coaches, mentors, all of the above, a lot more seriously and we need to not be afraid to actually speak up when it comes to seeing this type of behavior being displayed not only that but we need to pay more attention to what exactly our kids are doing uh, you know if that means that they don't need to have a smartphone or access to 
social media until they reach an older age, then so be it. I mean, that's up to each parent to determine. That's up to teachers at school to determine when they allow children to have smartphones in the classroom, you know, uh, instead of up at the front with the teacher or something to that effect. You know, it just... Sometimes I feel like we... Technology got ahead of us. And we didn't... We were not keeping up. You know, we're just letting it always stay two steps ahead of us. And as we do that, we're allowing it to... Basically develop its own character and personality through our youth. It's making its own entity through our youth. And that's just, it's a scary thought altogether. Because through social media, they're all connected. Through social media, they all kind of, if you haven't noticed, will develop the same types of, they'll all get on the same page with each other, you know? And it's just, I, I believe it requires a lot more oversight than what we've been giving it. I think we haven't been paying enough attention to it. And I think part of that is because a lot of the adults these days are immersed in it as well. I mean, it is a fascination. It is neat to some people. I mean, personally, I don't really do social media much anymore. And even if I did, I would barely be on it just because I find that it demands, it's so time consuming you know, to keep up with it. And, you know, to me, I don't feel like some digital people that I'm never going to meet are actually going to make me feel like more of an important person because of how many of them might be following me. Because, you know, I'm aware if there are certain apps out there or certain services where people can buy followers. That's not genuine, you know, uh followers that's not genuine interest in what you have to say or in your beliefs or opinions that's just in a sense paid advertising for you I mean if I have people listening to me personally I want them to actually want to know what I have to say I want what I'm saying to actually make some type of a difference or for them to actually think about it or think for themselves you know things things like that I don't want this pay-per-click or pay-for-follower type deal, you know. So I don't really dabble too much with the social media. Maybe I will later on, maybe I won't. But I know right now it's just something that I really can't ever really find the time for. It's hard enough for me to find time to try to give these little podcast episodes, but it's one of the only ways I feel that I can kind of say what sometimes I feel needs to be said for somebody to want to listen in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, and it's, and I, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm trying to impose a belief on them or anything of that nature. I just want people to kind of think for themselves. I, I want, I want our youth to be happy. I want our youth to be able to be successful without having to hurt somebody or without having to hurt themselves or anybody be kicked back, you know, 
fall back behind a few steps versus going ahead. Because the way I see it is the more successful our youths are, the more successful we are. The more value each one's idea has or can make, the better impact we all made as a parent or teacher or mentor. You know, there are ways that we can actually see that our successes come through our youth. And when we only have, you know, so many people speaking up for the youth, you know, like say, say some, some, like take for instance, say somebody's an Instagram model or something and they use relational aggression on other peers, which are other girls, you know, and these other girls may not even be trying to compete with them in any way, shape or form. But because those people look at them as a threat, they will bully them away. And when they bully them away, they, in a sense, negated or took away our opportunity to hear that idea or to see that perspective that may be exactly what we need to see or hear or the way we need to think in order to move forward. You know, and that's not, and that's not to say that anybody's ideas, opinions, or perspectives, and so on, are invaluable or invalid. It just means, depending on the circumstance or depending on where we're at, you know, in civilization or as society, as to whether or not something pertains at that moment or not. Because each opportunity that we get is the one that we have to take to become better, right? That's the way I see it, is that if those opportunities, they only come up and then they disappear. Okay, and when we negate people's ability to at least have some type of an opinion or have a voice or that opportunity to throw their idea out there or a chance to speak up, we negate our chance to possibly move forward or find a solution to something, or create something, or develop something that can propel us forward as a society or a species, all because somebody might feel threatened by their competition. To me, that seems extremely immature. It seems foolish. It seems to have uh, it seems unintelligent it uh, I don't know you know it, there seems to be a huge lack of intelligence when, when I think about that or I try to you know uh, perceive that or I try to come to some type of understanding or wrap my head around why we would want to do that you know it I don't know it's to me it just seems more like at that point we might as well just have a bunch of people who are sitting there sort of poop at each other and trying to see who can throw the most poop you know because that's what it kind of amounts down to is because eventually you're not going to move forward you're just going to keep hearing the same things from the same people over and over and over again because that relational aggression or that bullying behavior 
is restricted to those groups in which they only want to be able to have the voice. They're the only ones who want to matter. They're the only ones who want to have some type of an opinion that has an impact. And eventually you're just going to stay stuck in the same rut because you're going to keep hearing the same things over and over and over and over again. So it's, to me, it's self-defeating. I mean, I don't know. It's food for thought. So this is just kind of like, you know, thanks. Thank you to Nikki R. Crick. You know, uh, she, for all her research on the subject, because it is, it is a subject that I feel personally has a lot to do from youth into adulthood as to what kind of an impact it has on us. Because even in adulthood, people are always trying to compete with each other for one reason or another. And the modes in which we find it acceptable are all things that we either stop or enable as mentors, guides, teachers, parents. You know, it's ultimately up to us when it comes to the youth. And we're really the only ones we have to blame in that regard. Uh, so, I don't know. You know, I feel that we, we really need to catch up with technology and really start looking at where we need to start making improvements and where we need to start stepping up our game when it comes to teaching the youth what is acceptable when it comes to character development or behaviors starting at a very young age. Uh, that's all I really got on relational aggression. I just thought it was a very interesting topic that I ran across. If you want to go and do any more research on it, look up Nikki Arkrick. Uh, that's Crick, C-R-I-C-K, Nikki Crick, uh, psychologist. She did a lot of research on the subject. Uh, you'll find that it branches off to a lot of other interesting subjects as well. And, I mean, this, this branches all the way off to, you know, topics that discuss things like school shootings and so on and so forth. So, really, you know, do, do the research yourself and try to develop your own you know think about your own think up your own thoughts about it you know just try to just try to hope for the future man <laughs> you know that's what really got on that but that's that's about it um, i hope this has been food for thought i'm not a doctor i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not professional in any of those regards i'm just somebody who likes to look stuff up and think about some things you know likes to talk about it so. all right thanks for listening